You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Psalm 18, verse 15. The Bible says, or let's start from 14. The Lord is my strength and song and is become my salvation. Verse 15. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacle of the righteous. Say amen to that. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. There's a connection between the two. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacle of the righteous. One of the ways to know a righteous man is that there will be the voice of joy and salvation in this tabernacle. So when we come around the tabernacle and there's no voice of joy, uh, maybe it's not that you are not righteous. It is that you are not uh, conscious of your righteousness in Christ. When you are conscious of your righteousness in Christ, when you are conscious that you have been made righteous in Christ, you will always rejoice because, I told them on the other list, and I want to say this, this is where Christianity should start from. Before I go to some other things tonight, our righteousness in Christ our identity cannot change. So if we rejoice because of the eternal work that Christ has done in us, then we have reason to rejoice forever because it does not change. But all other things are subject to a change. Today, you might have so much money. Tomorrow, you might not have. So if you rejoice in things, things fluctuate. So your joy will fluctuate. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? So, we must be trained to rejoice in that which cannot shake. And the Bible says we have, not, we have received a kingdom, Hebrews chapter 12, that cannot shake. So, believers must be trained to rejoice in the real blessing which is invisible. That is what God has done in you in Christ. Hallelujah. Otherwise, you have days that you are very happy. And days that you are not very happy. Days that our testimonies are up, things are happening very rapidly, rapidly around you. But some other days, there might seem to be a kind of delay, and then it will affect your joy. So our joy is in that which is invisible. We rejoice when we see great things happening. We rejoice when we are blessed, when there's provision, promotion, protection. We rejoice when those things are happening. But much more, our joy is rooted in that which cannot shake. Can I hear me? Yeah. This, is how to be, this is how the voice of joy and salvation will be heard in your tabernacle day and night, January, February, March, April. So you are at a point where Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego got to. You are convinced of God's ability. But even if his ability is sure and his willingness is not, you are not seeing his willingness, you still praise him. They said, Nebuchadnezzar, our God is able to deliver us. But even if he will not deliver us, we will not bow. We are sure of his ability to, to deliver us. But even if it's his will that will die right now, it doesn't change the fact that we are not bound with your God. So a believer was able to get to a point where you are happy when your prayers have been answered. You are also happy when it appears. I'm using the word appears because there's no prayer you pray that God will not answer. It's a matter of whether he answers the way you want him to answer or not. Can I hear amen? Yeah. Are you following me? You see, except we train people like this. This is what it means. To have accepted Jesus Christ. You know, in John chapter 6, he said, I am the bread of life. If anyone eats of this bread, he will never be hungry again. Have you, and I asked them yesterday, have you accepted Jesus as the hand or Jesus to you is a means to an end? So, there's in that church, when they pray for you, you become fruitful. So, here is an auntie. She's married for years. She comes to church. Now, to her, Jesus is a means to an end. 
someone always pro provide a child for me. You see, many times, deliberately, God can give the person a child. God is willing to give the person a child. But at times, he holds on a little just to demystify your motive. To reconstruct it and help you have the right motive. It's the reason why at times, answers don't come as speedily as we want them to come. Because the reason why people have come, it is okay to come anyhow, but you must get to a point where an encounter with Jesus that sets you free, that you come to know that this is the bread of life. This is the end of the matter. This is the real thing. This is all I need. Every other thing is before him. It is the end. It's not a means to an end. Behind him, there's nothing else. That is the only way to be able to truly rejoice in Jesus Christ. But I'll tell you the truth. These are the Christians who cannot backslide. These are Christians. They have found something. They're like that woman that I said that she was sick for three months and nobody checked her. And she came to church and told the pastor that I was hospitalized for months. Nobody came. Can we start a department in this church to start checking those who are sick? Other people will complain. How many people have left different churches because of what somebody Were they in that church in the first place because of somebody? Uh, I mean, oh, no, no, nobody checked them. Nobody, they said this about me. It is because you are in the church for other reasons other than for Jesus. If it's for Jesus, it does not offend anybody. So others can annoy you. You can react and say, I don't like what you are saying. But you remain because it is Christ you are there for. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, Praise the Lord. And everybody must get to a point where you must move from him being your savior to being Lord. Lord means that, see, I have come to accept your standard as my standard. And I'm applying that a little to marriage tonight. My, you are not only my savior anymore, you are Lord. Lord means your word is my constitution. My family tradition believe we bow to your word. I will uphold your word against any other thing. Against what I've been taught by men. Against what I've internalized all my life for years. It is your word. Hallelujah. Can I hear a loud amen to that? Yeah. Are you following me? Yes, Praise the Lord. So, it's important that our identity in Christ, who we are, so this causes us to rejoice. I'm a new creation in Christ. So your hands are up, you are singing praise. They are wondering, this second one will eventually take care of first one. If you are praising because of your identity, eventually, praise will fill the atmosphere, then the blessings will come. But your, 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 what you are standing on, you know, I told them a story. A full gospel business, uh, a, a full gospel businessman's fellowship, many years back, there was this man. He just went to his, I think he had a studio with very heavy, sophisticated and expensive equipment that he had there. And he got in the morning, he just saw all the, the crowd, people outside. And no, there were no GSMs there. So nobody could call him to tell him that the company was burning down. And he got there, he just saw everybody. Oh, but when they saw him, like, ah, everything. He just looked at it, entered his car back and drove home and began to sing on his bed. I sing because I'm happy. As he was worshipping God, they said in less than two hours, different people sent a message that they would pay back everything they lost there. He didn't talk to any one of them. Now, there is here the twist. When he shares the testimony in the church, someone's job is vandalized. Then the person begins to sing, hoping that that singing will cause the return. This man didn't praise God for his company. He just demonstrated the fact that whether it has burnt or not, you remain Lord and I will worship you. No one will worship you for me. When you have gone to a point where your love for Christ, nothing can separate. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Whatever happens, your answer is no shaking. Jesus is Lord. When a man is like this, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said that even if you are going to burn, people like that don't burn. Those who genuinely say, if I perish, I perish, don't perish. Esther meant it that for the cause of the gospel, for the cause of God's people on earth, I don't mind dying. If I appear before the king and he, he asks them to execute me, so be it. 
People who do that don't die. But Jesus said that if you seek to save your life, you will lose it. But if you lose your life for the sake of the gospel, you will save it. Are, are you with me? See, it is important. We will talk about this again another day. It's my desire that every member of this church, you have come to Jesus Christ, the bread of life. There is, you have accepted Jesus as Lord and all other traditions, they have died before you. He has become your way of life. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. I remember that one of the leading pastors in my city, in Abelkuta, where I see where I grew up, one of the leading pastors, it should be about 62 or 63 now. His wife just put to bed two years ago. Even Muslims came to rejoice with them in their house. Because he, he pastors the second largest church in the city. And for years upon years, no child. But you would, and this man will pray for barren people and they will conceive. Have you reached a point where you can never be offended in Christ again? No matter what. And <laughs> this realm is reserved for some people. But every Christian can walk in it. It's very, it's important. So the Bible said the voice of joy. Verse 15. And the Bible says, in the tabernacle, and the right hand of the Lord do it valiantly. When there is a voice of joy and gladness, the right hand of the Lord. So one of the things that praise will do. Again, I will talk more about this under the Bible. I just want to show you something. Hallelujah. You see, whether we win in life or we don't win, it depends on what you think about yourself or what you know about yourself. The reason why nobody was able to fight Goliath, ah, it is necessary to define whose words you believe and whose words you accept. Whose words you take as the word. Goliath came out in 1 Samuel 17, in verse 8, and he said, are you not servant of Saul? Ah! And they all accepted. Mm. I will talk about the exception very soon. But not today. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, I think on Friday morning uh, for two sessions at Redemption Camp, they have their youth program. That's what I'm supposed to talk about. So I want to reserve it to them. <laughs> Since that is their topic, the exceptional. You know, this evening I was just thinking. He said, Can you imagine? He said, Bring out a man. He said, Am I not a Philistine? Are you not servant of Saul? He was so loud that something is loud does not mean it is true. Let God be true and let all men be liars. Tonight I might shake a little more table like I did on Sunday. Because there are men that what governs their marriage is what their culture and tradition. Culture and tradition can be so evil at times. Remember, according to the culture in a particular part of Nigeria, every twin must be, twins must be thrown into water. I hope you know. If nothing happened to that culture, all the twins we have in our midst now wouldn't make it. Culture can be, because that you have accepted Jesus as Lord means that you have dropped your family tradition for the word of God. When you practice this, your family will see that this is the way. And they will be converted. Initially, they might fight you. But eventually, they will join you. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Because it's becoming necessary nowadays to address the subject. So see, if you are, again, again, again. <laughs> okay, we'll get there. Remind me that when the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? It's a, when you tell me, I'll remember what I want to say along that line. It's a code. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you, are you following me? Yes, sir. What led me to that? Oh, thank you. Are you not? And they accepted. So servants. So when they saw Goliath, they believed they were so servants. Huh? What do you believe about yourself? When you stand before any opposition in life, any challenge, anything, what do you think about yourself? What do you think you are? This is one of the reasons of coming to church, for coming to church. This is where some will reject some things. Oh, somebody sees herself as the daughter of the most high. So she's able to tell the guy that to hell with you and your car. 
get lost. Someone else sees herself as the one that can never make it. I better attach myself to this guy that has money. He's already slapping her and they are not married and she's there. Because inside her she feels, if I let him go, my own is finished. And it always be according to your faith. Are you following me? Because this is the reason why people accept insults. This is the reason why people, are, and then they now try to patch up. They say, every marriage has problem. Everybody just manage. Everybody's not managing. <laughs> you understand? You know, so, because of this, is how, this is the reason. Why, 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 why must you think so low of yourself? That somebody, because he has an apartment, an apartment that you can get a job today. I've seen jobs where people earn six million a month. You can get a job today and dust. But you have so much reduce your God. Reduce yourself. That you tell yourself that no matter the insult I face, I better stay here. Because outside. And guys who do that, they love to boss around girls who depend on them. Is it their fault? No, it's because they find people. See, I've, I, I told a lady one time that I see uh, some, some men. By the time every woman leaves them alone, they will know that they have a problem. So they either marry their mom or marry the auntie that is creating the problem or something with the reason why they continue to do what they do because they keep finding praise. Really? Hallelujah. Okay, let's leave some tables tonight and not shake too much. <laughs> are, are you following me? Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, this is the, the, the part of your imagination. What is going on inside you? When you sit in an office. So the king of Sodom and Gomorrah, Genesis 14, he said to Abraham that, take the goods. Take, he said, thank you for rescuing our people. Take everything. And Abraham said, no. I have swore. Oh. Abraham recovered gold, recovered money. He looked at it and he said that, if I let this guy give me money, he will say he has made Abraham rich. Let it not be my record that this man made me. He said, take all your money. Another question we see before money and he's shaking. And they are sharing the office, and they are sharing the office, and they give you your part, and some Christian will take. What do you think of yourself? This is something that should go around the body of Christ. It is when you don't know your identity that you fall for sin. Oh, I better help myself. Oh, what's up? When you know that silver is mine and gold is mine, see the Lord. Then no man's resources can attract you again. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? This is why you are a Christian. You are taken in as a, as a secretary, probably even as a gate man to a very massive organization. You thank God for the owner, thank God for it, but you are not swept away by it. To the extent you are willing to do anything on ethical, anything on scriptural to stay on that job. When the Almighty is looking at you, when they can give you greater and better jobs overnight. Identity. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Say that. When they look at me, they see Jesus. Say it again. Is somebody with me? This is why you can't pan, you can't be Jesus. They, they, you are the script that they are reading. Let them read the right scripts. All of them stay. So when they saw Goliath, they ran away because they believed they were servants of Saul. But one man came from somewhere. Ah, look at verse 26. That made all the difference. David was not taller than any one of them. David was not six-pack or nine-pack. All over America now, people with flabby body are celebrating since that guy defeated Anthony Joshua with a flabby body. And they're like, so of what advantage is this pack? When a man without any pack <laughs> gave him one punch and <laughs> the guy reset him. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I love Anthony Joshua so much. I pray he bounces back. Amen. So guys in America now, they remove their clothes and they say, I know this is pack again. That the current champion is no pack. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And David spoke to the men that stood by him saying, 
What shall be done to the man that killed this Philistine? Can, can you imagine? Oh my God. David was not thinking about how to kill the man. He had gone past that in his imagination. It's not a matter of, as a good boy, if I kill him, not be for free. So what will they give me after killing him? Killing him is sure. I just need to know my pride. I need to know my reward before I venture into it. Glory to God. So I said, I need to know. So there will be a deal. Because especially in Africa, if there's no deal, they can change it. When you make it look too easy, people don't want to pay. That's why your car will break up. The mechanic break down. Mechanic knows what is wrong. But it will go under, come more, go under, go around, so that it can impress you and then it can charge you. <laughs> Amen. In about one time, a church bought the importance of equipment and one particular Sunday, everything shut down. So on Monday, they brought all kinds of expert. Nobody could fix it. Finally, they, got, they told them about this white man. And when they were talking to him in the office, he said, what exactly happened? When they told him, it's okay, I'll, I'll come there. So he kept asking them that, he said, something like, I'm going to get two million. They brought the whole thing for like six something million. He said, okay, I think he said like one million. That one million. He said, oh, that's not a problem. Can you imagine this thing shut down during Sunday? We imported it with 60 million. That's not a problem. One million. When they moved, they said, I'm going to collect one million. They entered the castle and they said, one million. If I do it, I'll collect one million. They kept moving. And they wondered, why are you saying it? He said, when they go to him, he said, can I see the pastor? When I do it, I'll collect one million. <laughs> the pastor said, they told me that times without number. Your check is ready. Just do it. So everybody waited. So when they told him the problem, he knew that it was just an adjustment of the setting. He just went to the source and pulled something. He said, start, and he started. So the pastor said, eh, 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 ah. I said, so what? <laughs> that was when that expression came from. That is now popular. He said that, they said, you, could, you, should, not, you should not charge for more than 50,000. He said, yes. He said, 50,000 for touching just one thing. He said, but now I'm 50,000 for knowing what to touch. I'm very perfect. He said, after all, you brought others. Why didn't they touch for the thing to work? So, people like him have learned that when you make it too easy, people will bad price your service. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. So, David said, what shall be done? Then David said that. Look at the latter part. That's where I'm going. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of... Oof. Have you not heard of the Astal? No, no. David was like, so all of you, you don't actually know that you are not servants of Saul. You are soldiers of the living God. And that makes, that, that makes all the difference. Are you following me? Yes, I am not a servant of Saul. I am a soldier of the Almighty God. Protected by the Almighty. Equipped by the Almighty. Empowered by the Almighty, backed by the Almighty. If they knew that anybody would have fought Goliath out of all of them. If you go three chapters backward, Jonathan proved that it was not David that was special. It was the revelation David had. This same Philistine came one day, just some chapter before then. And they were on this side. And the Israelites were on that side. The Bible said there were two rocks. One rock was called Bosnia, one on Senna. And the two rocks were facing each other. And for this, nobody crossed over. And Jonathan told his armor bearer that. He said, let just me and you go to their camp. He said, for it is nothing with the Lord to say with little or with much. And the armor bearer said that, let us go. He said, we are going to stand where they can see us. He said, if they say, if they burn you, will come, we will go. If they say, okay, stay there, we come and meet them, we will stay. And when they appeared, the Philistines said that, oh, two of you, if you know you are, if you are sure, come up. And the Bible said they climbed. And when they got there, Jonathan and the Samuel Bera started slaying those people. A news broke in their camp that somebody is dealing with your enemy. And they were like, oh, said Jonathan, just two of them entered the enemy's barracks. They were able to prove that it's not about one man being special. It's about one man being persuaded about his identity. Glory to God. Whatever Elijah did, whatever Paul did, 
People listening to me tonight can do it. If you, if you are persuaded the way they were persuaded. And what persuades us is the word of God. Hallelujah. Is someone blessed tonight? Praise the Lord. This is why giving time to study in the word is very important. Praying in the spirit and reading the Bible, listening to the word of God is very important. Until the word of God changes something in you. Actually, and I want to bring this to Mary and I'll close. Actually, we come to the house of God to be transformed. We don't go by how many years we've spent in the church. We go by how transformed are you becoming in handling matters of life. How transformed are you becoming? When you give a judgment, an opinion on any matter, is it the one that is shaped by the society or the one that is from the word of God? This is very important. When you interpret whatever is going on around you, do you interpret based on the word of God or based on the opinions of men? What I've just shared with you now is shaking America and European countries so much that Christians are losing their root to new age and to everything because people have no foundation. Some are not even sure again that Jesus is the only way because all other lights are shining, but Jesus is the true light. And it is hard for some people to get into that. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, all of you that are not married listening to me, one of the questions you ask as a woman is to check what is the level, what impact does the word of God have over this guy that you are about to marry? In the sense that how much of him has the word of God adjusted? Otherwise, there will be issues. So let me start what I told this guy. The Bible says, if the foundation be destroyed, I will talk more about this on Sunday because in my spirit, we want to pray and help a lot of families. If the foundation be destroyed, Psalm 11 verse 3, what can the righteous do? It's a question. Everything begins with the foundation. So some people are listening to me right now. You are married, but on a wrong foundation. Oh, it has been more than five times in my life that I've encountered people that even when they were counseling them, they lied about everything. I've seen that about five times. Then the truth will come out because Jesus said there's nothing covered that will not be revealed. Counselors, not in this church, I've seen one or two in this church, but even in some other places, Counselors asked them when they were doing counseling for them. No physical abuse, she said no. Even though the guy was told, then four years after, when they almost killed her in the house, then she told the truth that the beating started before they got married. Already there is, see, listen to me, all ladies that are here. In the name of love, if you cover what you should not cover, you will suffer for it. And remember, it's your choice. If the foundation be destroyed, you are sitting up before a minister of God and you are lying, helping him to say, it doesn't beat me, everything is fine, everything is fine. Satan will just do like this behind you. I <laughs> saying, this is good. Because you've just made your life difficult. Does he drink? No, he doesn't drink, huh? And you've seen him drunk many times. You are covering things. Jesus said there's nothing covered. One day, one of the parents came to see me. And in their church also, she's in the counseling unit. And she was telling me that many of the, it's a very, one of the oldest churches in Nigeria. He said many of the people have walked away from their married days. Later they will discover. Some men will just stop coming to you and then they will go away. That some things that even the two of them wanted to cover between themselves, years will reveal it later. She mentioned a particular case where the guy had had a child before. 
They did not even tell the priest. The woman did not even tell her mom or dad. Didn't tell the pastor. Lie to the old child that no child, nothing. I'm the first relationship and everything. You see, time, time will reveal things. I've seen that before also. Time will reveal things. Because Jesus said there's nothing covered that will not be revealed. It's just a matter of time. The word. So, it is the only way. Some cultures don't like the Bible. Because the Bible sets women free. New Testament. So, the moment the Pharisees approached Jesus in Matthew 19, said, should the man send away his wife for any reason? Jesus said that, what readest thou? And then Jesus said, Moses allowed you to send away your wife because of the hardness of your heart. Maybe we'll get there on Sunday. I still see that hardness in people. I don't know about a, about a man because the pastor told him to stop beating his wife. He stopped going to church. Then he was watching on TV. He heard a message where somebody was able to show him from the Bible how women should be treated and he threw away his Bible. He will reject somebody who had cancer and a pastor prayed for him and he got healed because he wouldn't stop beating his wife. Rejected the Bible and the church. Is he a spell? He lost all his friends for coming to his house for telling him not to fight, not to beat his wife. It, has, it is a stronghold inside him that women must be beaten. And he was willing to lose any relationship to keep the beating going. Some of you don't look past romance. Meat, pie, and salad. <laughs> so look at the family you are getting married into. Some years back, I have seen a son, a man beating his wife, and the mother cross-legged enjoying it. I'm telling the lady after the beating that that is just the beginning. People don't watch family. He lost me romance. I love, I love, he just lost me. In fact, he took me out. In fact, he bought Fifth Avenue, Seventh Avenue, or which other avenue is there? House <laughs> of God Avenue. He bought, and that is all you are looking at. You are not looking very well. Sometimes there's no problem between the two people. All the problems they are having is coming from another person. So it is not enough to look at the guy and say, I love him, it's okay. This is the reason for courtship. Courtship is not equal to marriage and it should not lead to marriage automatically. When you discover that there are contours and they are getting to walk away, there is no sin breaking a relationship you are not yet married. Walk away. Oh, I, I'm, I'm praying that this will go around many young ladies all around. So ugly stories will stop coming. Can, 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 does the man bow at the word of God and take the word of God to be the word of God that will prevail in your house? Or he is so much into his culture and tradition? That this is the mindset that he has. And nothing can change it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? So, the real Christian marriage. So, the Bible says, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? I know there are married people listening to me tonight. That you actually feel like the foundation was wrongly laid. Thank God that in Christ there is mercy. There is mercy. You see, mercy prevails over judgment. When we cry to God, when we pray for mercy, it can adjust some things. It can change everything. But you must understand that you are to pray for mercy. Now, if you are listening to me and you are not yet married and you are already seeing terrible signs, and you think you will marry and ask for mercy. No problem. <laughs> God can have mercy on you. Maybe after 25, 27 years of being in the marriage. Because the Bible says, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. That's what you are doing. It, part of his mercy is that you are here tonight. Or you are watching me. You are listening to what I'm saying. So that you can make it. Don't tempt God and say, I will go ahead. 
your life is very precious. Anyway, are you following me? So what can the righteous do? It's a question. Righteous should do what is in Psalm 87. Even if you read this, go on, go on, Psalm, this, leave it. Next verse, verse 4. The Lord is in his holy temple, and the Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. He said, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? He said, the Lord is in his temple. That means righteous go to the temple and meet the Lord. Because his ways are in his temple. Psalm 81, Psalm 87 verse 1. Let's read. In the foundation of Israel. Now look at his foundation is in the holy mountains. There are other foundations. But there is God's own, found, God's own foundation. And the Bible says God's foundation is in the house of God. That means the foundation on which you can build your life. And your life will be immovable. Is in the word of God. But the Bible recognizes that there are other foundations. There are other foundations. Some are laid by our family. Some are laid by men. Oh, I have a word tonight, and I want to say this as straight as it can be. If you are watching me and you are listening to me, you have a brother who beats his wife because of you. He prefers you to his wife. You are competing for his attention with his wife. A beat you because of his wife and you enjoy it. I feel so sorry for you. Your own beating is still doing press up. <laughs> Getting ready. You should be able to tell your brother that on no occasion, no reason under the sun, I too am a woman. I want to be in the house and be happy. I cannot allow you. Even if there is a kind of disagreement between me and your sister, your wife, please, for Christ's sake, you cannot hit your wife or fight your wife because of me. That's a good sister. Now look, whatever is going on between me and your wife, just don't worry. I, I cannot let you, I leave your house. The reason why you want to beat your wife is because of me, your sister. If you are doing that for me, no, I don't want you to do that. Because I don't want the same thing to happen to me, wherever I am. But how many times have I seen, both in movies and in real life, sisters enjoying it? Either your younger brother or your elder brother. You are, you are, you go to your brother's house because of you. There's a fight between himself and his wife, and you are saying, Yes, yes. <laughs> your own is doing press up, getting ready for you. Because why the art remains? The statement was made before the law came, it's not under the law. Seed, time, and habit. That is why, even if you're a Christian, you still plant seed, it will grow. It's an eternal law set in motion by the Almighty God. Seed, time, and harvest will never cease. We should be careful what we do to other people. And the Bible said, as you want men to do to you, so you do to them. Don't sow what you don't want to reap. Don't. Hallelujah. If I get to know that my presence is creating an issue between you and your wife, I will step away. I must not be the reason why, even as a pastor, if I notice that my coming around the two of you, it's creating tension between the two of you. And I don't normally say this out. There are people I walked away from because the wife didn't like me, the husband liked me. And we, I, I just somehow dodged the friendship. Because every time I was with a friend, with a guy, the wife would create one or two problems. You know, some wives, they compete. When they feel like their husband's friend appears to be doing better than them, they start having problems and start having issues. So I've seen like two or three people like that in my life just move back carefully. Because the husband loved me so much, we grew up together, or I met him before he ever met the woman. But see, here is the woman, and looking somehow when I'm around the husband, so I've just decided to, so at least we can talk on phone and everything. It is not Wi-Fi. <laughs> because I just don't want the two of them to have issues. One of them on one location, I was somewhere. I was in one city where they were, and I was in one hotel. And I came out, I was standing by the car. So they came out down from there. And the, I heard the husband, they didn't know I was downstairs because they thought I was in the room. So I was telling her that, let's go now that uh, Shola is in the room upstairs. And she told the husband, no, I'm not going, I'm staying back in the car. Then when she saw me, she smiled a little and came. <laughs> I was just like, and she was so aggressive all through that. She was asking, how are you? But I noticed. I just said to myself, it doesn't have to be this way. Just pull back. I cannot create. It's important. Hallelujah. 
Is somebody with me? Yes, Praise the Lord. Jesus said to the Pharisees, and I'll close with this. He said, because of the hardness of your hearts. A hard heart finds it difficult to submit to the word of God. So are you saying we should tolerate women? Are you saying, I will come on women another day? Because the Bible tells them what to do also. But can you just accept that, okay, I will do what the Bible says, even if the other, anytime people are having issues in marriage, what I usually find very difficult is that once you tell somebody, Kaima, they are talking to her and he said, I'm not saying that I too am a saint, so, but he, okay, the part that you have problem, the area, why don't you solve your own first? After all, Jesus said, you should remove the log that is in your eyes first. Before, so why don't you do your own part first? Well, so what they want you to do is they want the pastor to help them fix the other person. Why they remain unfixed? Why don't you make a commitment? You are my wife. I have decided to love you no matter what. Because Jesus said I should love you. I'm going to love you. Whether you love me or you don't love me, I love you. I love you by force. <laughs> you are my husband. I honor you. I submit to you. I submit to you. Maybe we get there on Sunday. If you're already in a home where, oh, because this thing is more common than you think, where the attention of the husband erates his sisters and his mom higher than you, his wife. Maybe we'll get there on Sunday. But you have to start with an acceptance of the fact that you got yourself into that situation. Sometimes for peace today, while you are praying for him, be bringing him to HOD on Sunday, my, every Sunday. My words will change him a little. God's word in my mouth. But see, before he changes, you have to come to, you have to accept the Father. Probably, I need to endure. If I need to love his mom, love his sister, even if it's not very convenient for me, I have to do it. Because if that's where the problem is coming from, you have to do something about it. And if you don't want to, then you have to prepare to leave. One of the two. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. If you know that every now and then there's always a fight between you and your husband because of his mom or anything, and the mom is very bossy, she comes and she dominates, she controls everything. Well, you have a choice. You can play the game that way. Humble yourself so much. It's painful. It is very humiliating. That's the truth. But you have to accept the fact that I got myself into this. And then start praying that mercy should change him. Then you buy him a CD every Sunday from the message. I said, dear, let's hear this message together. Even though it's not together, you want him to hear something. I've seen things. Beautiful homes being torn apart by all these things. You see a man, you see a woman. Very handsome guy, very lovely woman. And you wonder why the whole thing. One day I was in the office and somebody came from a particular bank. Their manager. To come and market an account to me, the manager... How she did them be a London School of Economics. I don't know what she saw in the church. I said, you're talking about marriage? I said, yes. And the next thing he began to tell me. He said, me and my husband, he said, it is, we he said, you won't believe where we are boxing each other. She told me. Then neighbors will come and separate them. And you know the funny thing? They both pray. They both study the Bible. Hallelujah. See, I don't like to do this. Ladies that I really, really love so much in this church, those are very close to me. I usually tell I have some ladies who are very, very close to me that I love so much. So them, I break the rule for them. Because my rule is I don't interfere. I don't, so I break the rule for them. I tell some of them that, you know what? When you meet the guy, bring, her to, bring him to me. Let me help you question him. I can tell you when he leaves, five minutes after, I can tell you about the person. You're okay to go in love with anybody, you know, but I can. I can. Can you imagine on a particular day? This one happened some years back. I was not even married then. <laughs> a guy followed his girlfriend, came to church. I was like, that's their pastor. Interestingly, I was wearing him something like this also that day. Ah! Say so that's their pastor. And all the girls are in trouble <laughs> in church. <laughs> it's, not, 
It also happened when I was in, when I was VHF pastor one day. Somebody said that sister came to visit the sister, and they parked at the front of the conferences at the uh, uh, fellowship venue. And I was actually wearing them in jeans top, jeans pants, and wearing white, and I was coming. And the sister told the brother, that's our pastor. The guy just said, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. You know. <laughs> the Bible said that when they clean, all things are clean. Praise the Lord. Have you heard me tonight? Yes, Say, greater is it that is in me. Than the one that is in the world. If you are hearing me anywhere, this is not to condemn any marriage having problem. I am pointing you to Jesus Christ. That if you make him the standard, there will be joy. There will be peace in that home. If you make him the standard. Jesus did not come to give us religion. He brought life. That life will demand that we look away from other things. I know a lot of people in a lot of praying places, prophetic places, deliverance places, a lot of people. Yet, they will not let the word of God tell them what marriage should be. So many people. When I hear some of these funny things, like a mother, oh, thank God, a lady spoke to me, thank God for the husband's father. The husband's mother was okay their own was not even too much of uh, abusive, but one day the guy slapped the lady and the mom didn't see anything wrong. But thank God the father called the boy and he said, have you seen me slap your mom before? If you do that one more time, that's a father. One more time, if you do that again, you will see what I will do to you. I don't care that you pay us, you are married and everything. So I will come to your house and show you that I'm seeing your father. You don't slap a woman. I have not met the man. When he told me, I said, this is a father. But see, the interesting thing is that to now imagine that that kind of father is not as committed in the church as the mother. This is the reason why the word of God is not very productive in many lives. Jesus said that you have made the word of God of non-effect by your tradition. Our ways of interpreting things. Can you let the word of God be your way of interpreting things? The Bible says you should love. Woman, the Bible says you should submit. Can you let the word of God come in? You don't feel like loving your wife every now and then. But you do it because you have to. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. One day I told the girl that, do you think that those of us, oh, you think we are so okay with our wives? So you think that women don't say things that annoy us at times. No woman is perfect. Does my wife say things? She says a lot at times. <laughs> Maybe nothing more compared to some other people. But it doesn't mean that she doesn't say things. And it doesn't mean also that I know annoy her at times. But love, the love of God. Hallelujah. I don't even start shouting. There are times I get angry, I walk away take a walk, just to cool off. There are times I just keep quiet. Maybe till night, I don't say anything again. So, people say things. Just like in the office, they say things. But you don't box those ones. Hallelujah. Let the word of God reign in our hearts. You are blessed if you are not married and you have heard me tonight. If you still go to make mistakes, you are on your own. I've been talking to singles in this church a lot, telling you about things. I can ask 20 couples in this church to stand up and I can beat my chest for them and go and live in their house. They're having a wonderful marriage. So all these stupid lies that people tell, everybody's suffering for something. They say that when they want to feel good about the pain they created for themselves. Instead of them to turn to God, there's still mercy in God and Lord help me and start, okay, this is where we are now. How do we solve this problem? You are living in denial. Saying that everybody has problem does not solve your own problem. You know, remember in school days, some people will feel good by saying we all failed. <laughs> saying all of us failed, nobody passed that in our class, does not make you a success. Some people say, ah, if everybody, everybody failed that test. Why people talk like that? It's not true. Everybody didn't fail. You failed. But you don't want to see, you are like, okay, let's see everybody. Hallelujah.
Praise the Lord. Let's stop here tonight. Is someone blessed? Christian home is a testimony to the world. It's a testimony to the world. Let your children grow up in an atmosphere of love. Let them say to you, the father, you are their mentor. Let them be happy living with you. Let them be happy. Give them the gift of a peaceful home where there are no arguments, bottles breaking and everything. Give them a gift of growing up in, an, in, an, in, in a very loving home. Give them that gift where there is joy, that they are happy. They want to come home. They want to be at home. They want to be at home. You see, it gives me so much joy. If I ask my kids to go somewhere, in no time they want to come back home. When I'm at home, I'm the entertainer. Because I, I spend a lot of time staying in the office praying. But I love the father every now and then. There's not a single morning, every morning that the two of us don't pray with them. Once they dress them up for school in their room in the morning, the next is 6 30 they are coming to our room. A two of them will rush in. It gives me so much joy. Sometimes I go to bed at 4.30 a.m. I'm so tired. I drag myself from the bed to put my hand on the two of them to pray. It gives me so much joy. I cannot imagine the other way around. When one is sitting now in the house, in the room, because that is punching mommy. People don't know what these things they call to keep. You, you, just, you are just setting them up to do the same thing. And do the same thing again. The choices we make. Let the gospel reign in your heart. Let the word of God reign in your life. The moment you start dating somebody, make sure that your dating is based on scriptures. We are going to court based on what the Bible says. And it begins with, you know what? No sex in this relationship. When you marry me, we are more than enough sex. When they give us license for sex, we start. But for now, we are on probation. So let's start. It starts with bringing the standard of God's word into everything. Yes. Making up your mind that nobody goes to sleep with arguments in your mind. It's very important. It will start helping you to have more of the fruit of the Spirit. By the time the closest people to you cannot provoke you again, you'll grow more in the things of the Spirit. Somebody want to say something very there, you say, no, I'm not going to say this. It helps. I hope somebody is blessed tonight. Shall we rise? Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.